this short episode on the road you guys ready freddy my name is not freddy but i am ready <laughs> it's like that queen song what's it called ready freddy <laughs> um i can't think of which one it was no. it's appropriate because bohemian rhapsody comes out pretty soon what bohemian rhapsody the new, the the queen uh film Kind of a Queen, Steve Perry biopic. Like Freddie Mercury. Sounds yeah, cool. it's not Steve Perry, sorry. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. I said Steve Perry, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Perry. <laughs> Steve Perry. That's going to be in theaters? That's, yeah. Huh. Called Bohemian Rhapsody. You didn't hear the cool. controversy? I don't hear things. You there know this. There was controversy. The, the first trailer didn't show enough of him being gay. Yeah. So people what? thought they were so going to ignore him like, being yeah. bisexual and having HIV. People were so mad. He's like, dude. Wait, what? Why are you leaving that out? That's important. What were they and mad it's like, about it's exactly? That he, that he wasn't being gay enough in What the does trailer. that mean? They expect to see gay sex in the trailer? What do they want? He was acting gay, I guess. He was well, acting like, straight in the trailer? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like, like the trailer just focused on like the music stuff and... That's kind of you what know. Freddie Mercury is known for. Yeah. So, I mean, so he they, was... I don't know. They were mad that it didn't reveal the entire movie in so, the trailer. <laughs> Remy, Malik, Remy Malik is his name, correct? That's how you pronounce it. Is it Remy? Remy? Remy. Remy the Remy. actor? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mr. Um, Mr. Robot. Wait, he plays yeah, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Really? And so they're talking to him, and he's like, no, no, there's plenty of you know gay stuff and AIDS <laughs> stuff in there for you. So everyone was... Their fears were calmed after that. Weird. I gotta look this up now. I can't imagine him as Freddie Mercury. They've oh, been, he looks great. They've been promoting it for like six months. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't hear this stuff. <laughs> I'm living under a rock. You don't see this stuff on Reddit. You go on there for two hours a night. You don't. Why would I see advertisements on Reddit? Well, people talk about stuff on Reddit. So, so I'm you not ha- on like the movie subreddits or anything. Haven't you been to the theater a few times in the last six months? Yeah, I didn't see any previews about this. No, No. I'm pretty sure I haven't. I haven't been to the theater since like February, and I saw the trailer (laughs) for it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I saw an IMAX before Mission Impossible. There was an IMAX Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, let's get it going. Welcome back. This is WTM. Watch this movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says, wrecked him, damn near killed him. Joining me today is Mr. Positive, Mr. Positivity himself, Brett. Mm-hmm. Well, I just feel that we're all made exactly the way we're supposed to be. Oh, no, hell no, I'm a Christian, and you ain't gonna sit there and blame God for how you look, okay? Also joining us is Jason. You're here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books and 
my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> he chokes at the end. Mm-hmm. So this will be a recently seen up. We've seen some some real winners. So I figured better recently time sensitive winners for the season. Not mine. Halloween. Did you hear this? Not mine. Mine are on demand for like the next six months. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll talk about two. Brett, you'll talk about two. And then Jason's got one. Yep. Sure. Okay. I'll just start us start us off here. I go me, you, Jason, then me, you. How about that? Awesome. I think that works. All right. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? I saw Halloween, the new one. From 2018, directed by David Gordon Green, also written by him and Danny McBride, as well as Jeff Fradley, and of course, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are credited as, you know, characters, Mm. credited for the characters, I should say. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, Andy Matichik, James Jude Courtney, and Nick Castle, they both play The Shape. Why do you call it The Shape? You're talking about Mike Myers, right? Yeah. That's he's what he's credited. known as in the original Halloween. He's credited the, the Shape. The shape. Mm-hmm. Huh. He does have a name, Michael Myers, but credited in that film. It doesn't say Michael Myers. It says The Shape. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. That is fun. Here's a fun fact. If you don't know, no, now you know. <laughs> How's that, how that line I, in? I, I kind of fumbled <laughs> that one. <laughs> Um, Halleck uh, Balganer as uh, Dr. Sartain, Will Patton, <clears throat> Rian Reeves, Jefferson Hall, and the Wiz himself, Toby Huss, is in here. <laughs> Storyline, Laurie Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she nearly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. So... David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, Jimmy Lee Curtis, everyone just knocked it out of the park. This movie's fantastic. It's uh, slightly similar to H2O in that Laurie Strode is kind of a damaged person. She's struggling with PTSD basically for 40 years. Although, you know, this ignores all the sequels. It might even be in the trailer. Somebody says something like, isn't that Michael Myers, her brother? Like, that's just a myth or that's just a rumor, you know? Like they don't, because the <laughs> thing about Michael Myers being the brother or the yeah brother of Laurie Strode was in the second one. Yeah. But um, yeah, she's back and she has been planning for 40 years for this day. Sweet. She's uh, kind of a survivalist and she raised her kid uh, played by Judy Greer the same way, which leads to kind of an estranged relationship. And uh, Andy Medichick plays Allison, her granddaughter. So there's three generations of Strodes in here. Ooh. Are they all armed and dangerous? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe towards maybe towards uh, the uh, end. Right. Yeah, don't spoil anything. <laughs> um, uh, John Carpenter updated the score, and it's pretty fantastic. Uh, there's a lot of great performances in here. There's great kills. There's a, lot of, there's a one very long tracking shot. It kind of follows Michael Myers on part of his killing spree which is pretty hard to pull off it's a pretty great shot 
They do some pretty great homages to the original, as well as put some twists on things. And so all around, it was pretty terrific. One of the better horror movies I've seen in the past few years. And uh, I don't know. There isn't. I don't want to say too much because, it's, you know, just go out and see it. Watch this movie soonish. Ooh, soonish. Sounds pretty good. It is. And I know it's really good because I saw it at a Dolby theater. You guys ever seen a movie in a Dolby theater? I don't think so. I don't know. Kind of has upgraded sound, I guess. It might even be above Atmos. And then their projector's different. It shows more contrast. The the blacks are blacker. So it'll look like the projector's off and this little message will come up and say, yep, the projector's still on. <laughs> and they show you like a little split screen of... Like, what's the difference between this and a regular projector, that type of thing? But uh, right next to me in the theater was a couple that was on their phones about a third of the movie, like conservatively a third of the movie, talking a third of the movie. punched them in the face. (laughs) It's the opening night show. It's like, what the fuck are you doing there? If you're going to be on your phone or talking. The other third of the movie, I couldn't hear them because it's so loud. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a very loud theater, but yeah, they did their darndest to try and ruin it for me. I wasn't about to, you know, leave the theater, miss part of the movie, go up to one of the AMC employees and complain, and then they come in and warn them and then right, leave. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why I just punch them in that. the face. It's much <laughs> yeah. faster. You don't have to leave the theater or anything. I don't think you're punching anybody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what does that mean? I've never punched anyone in the face. <laughs> I'm just saying, I you don't seem like the punch in the face type of guy. <laughs> you don't seem too aggressive, Jason. I would say something, at the very least. Yeah. I might shake a fist at them. You right? might, you <laughs> might <laughs> get punched in the face. Yeah, you don't want to get <laughs> shot. There's that guy, throw some popcorn at somebody, get shot. And then you got to spend the next... But guns are banned on those premises. It's like when he, it's like when he cuts somebody off in traffic, you know, well, they're just behind you the whole time then. <laughs> so they're sitting next to you the whole time. Yeah, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Inti- it's an intimate setting, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if the rest of the theater is on your side, you know, you still got an hour and a half to go. That's the thing, though. It's a loud theater, so only the people in the immediate vicinity would know. Well, so I mean, was it loud on their phones? Like you're hearing dings from texts or something? No, I thought you were talking about the, the, the glow flashing from the lights. Yeah, you know, there I can. The lights are distracting, and they're on right. Facebook or texting. Yeah, so that annoys everybody behind them, right? Yeah, I suppose I could see that, but... You should punch them in the face, and everyone <laughs> everyone would applaud. Like, yeah, those jackasses deserved that. Well, they were, it, minor- they were minorities, so I don't think people would have oh. clapped. Yeah. <laughs> Racist! <laughs> yeah. yeah, either that or they don't know what's going on, and they just see some guy get up and punch <laughs> them in the face. Yeah, wouldn't be able to hear it. Just show some tall, lanky white guy punching out a minority. <laughs> You know, uh, it was a couple, so it was a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. So technically, I could only, you know, obviously hit the man. <laughs> I would have had to reach yeah. over his girlfriend to hit him. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Oh, God, excuse me for a moment. I just need to get around you here. He's <laughs> holding her down. <laughs> but Don't touch se- her. That's sexist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should show her the same respect. <laughs> show him. Equal opportunity treat puncher. Treat them equally. Puncher. <laughs> no special treatment. <laughs> All right, Brett, what did you see? All right. 
uh, from 1990, a little movie called Short Time, uh, directed by Greg Champion, starring Dabney Coleman, Matt Frewer, Terry Garr, Barry Corbin, Joe Pantoliano, uh, Xander Berkeley, Rob Roy, Cadge Eric Erickson. That's about it. When a police detective thinks he is dying and learns that his life insurance pays out more if he dies in the line of duty, he tries to make that happen. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that is an amazing premise for a movie. And that hooked me immediately. Um, so yeah, basically, Dabney Coleman is a week from retirement. There's a, there's a bit of a mix-up. He's told he's got two weeks to live. Uh, and he finds out that his insurance only pays off if he's killed in the line of duty. So there's uh, there's quite a few scenes there uh, where he's trying to die in the line of duty, and it just isn't working out. Is this a comedy? That's a comedy. <laughs> okay, just making sure. I'm imagining a cop running up to a, a guy with a gun like, I'll, I'll fight you. <laughs> Got it's, my fists up. It's fucking great. There's an amazing car chase scene. Where, uh, you know, he, he drives from the other side of town to join the chase. And then he's just, like, <laughs> weaving through all the, the other cops that are chasing the guy. And it's, it's fucking amazing. Got nothing to lose. He can go all out. Yeah. And then he's, like, the guys are, like, shooting at him. And he's, like, flipping them off and shit. And <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's stuff like that. He just, like, he finds ways to put himself in, in the way of harm and... You know, it does his damnedest to, to, to finish it off. And uh, it's pretty funny. It gets a little sentimental at times. Um, but uh, I was thoroughly entertained uh, throughout uh, Dabney Coleman, who you may remember from our episode on 9 to 5, mm-hmm. is is a real winner of an actor. So. <laughs> who did he play in that? He was the boss. Okay. He was the one that gets tied up in his bedroom (laughs) cool so i'd give it an eventually short time eventually all right jason what did you see i saw your local cinema i did see it at my local cinema a new movie called venom 2018 rated (laughs) pg-13 i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing that people need to know the cast we got uh, starring Tom Hardy, got Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed. I liked his character a lot, or he did he did well playing his character. Is what I mean. We got Scott Hayes, Reed Scott, Jenny Slate, who I was surprised to see. You guys know who that is? Pretty yeah. Liz. She used to be on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I haven't seen Saturday Night. She dated Night John Hamm for a little bit. She was on the. Uh, didn't know that. She was on Kroll Show. Publicity. Yep. It's mm-hmm. named after us. Hmm. <laughs> it's based ever... off our name. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of character I've seen her play. I just yeah. remember Obvious her from Child. Uh, uh, she was the star of that. Hmm. Um, All right. she, well, she's I been doing a lot that yeah. I have not been paying attention to. I just saw her in uh, Parks and Rec. Or wait, neither of you guys watched that, did you? No. no. Yeah, Jones was the only one that could Fuck Jones. talk to me about <laughs> that one. <laughs> That's where we got to play that clip. <laughs> Fuck still, Jones. Do you still have that? 
I'll have to find it. Uh, uh, Robocop episode. Oh, fuck Jones. Yeah, that's more or less the main people. Um, for, as for the synopsis, we got when Eddie Brock acquires the powers of a symbiote, he will have to release his alter ego Venom to save his life. Um, so I don't know. This it, it was entertaining. You know, I'm not really into the superhero Marvel movies in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, this had a lot more comedy than I expected. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's a very simple plot. Um, I don't know. The Venom CGI was fun to watch, you know. Yeah. I liked seeing... Uh, I did see some previews for this. You got, you know, the Venom face kind of peeling back and showing mm-hmm. his real face. I don't know. Kind of a fun idea. But... Uh, How was Tom Hardy? Uh, I think... I liked I liked what he did. You know, I'm, I know I've seen him in a lot of stuff, but I don't really remember... Like, I didn't really have an impression of him as an actor. Well, it's because he's wearing a mask in every movie he's in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even it's realize like he was, he was Not Bane. Not an inception. <laughs> yeah, I don't but he's wearing people's bodies, so you barely ever see him. Because he's Tom Berenger half the time. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. well, he was in The Revenant, but he had a big bushy beard. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'd seen him in The Revenant, Inception, uh, Dark, Dark Knight Rises, Rises and... Like I never put that Dunkirk. together that all those people were this you know the same person. I never really Mad Max we recognized him. Yeah, that too. Did he keep his accent throughout? I saw one previewer. It seemed like he had his accent, like his British accent or whatever. The fuck no, he no. Um. So he he does an American accent. Yeah, yeah. I I want to say it was like kind of a New England accent probably pretty gravelly that's that's yeah. weird because in the he almost sounded scottish in the preview that i saw yeah hmm. yeah i don't know he i mean uh, he definitely plays a character like i mean through a lot of it he's kind of freaking out because he's got this thing inside him you know so he's really like kind of nervous and like talking fast and but again i don't i don't know what he normally <laughs> is like so it's hard to say how far it is from you know, his normal acting style, but... So the, the thing inside... You said he has to unleash his alter ego. So is the thing inside of him Venom, or is the Venom already inside of him and it fights the thing inside of him? What? What, what was that last part? Like, the the Venom alter ego... Like when you read the synopsis, it says yeah. he's got a symbiote, and then he's got to unleash his alter ego. Yeah. But is the symbiote... The, the 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 venom character is that or is he already got the venom character in him and then no. he's got to unleash that to fight the symbiote yeah so venom is the name of the symbiote okay. like it yeah kind of that's confusing because venom's already a different thing right that synopsis is not super accurate i guess because it's not really an alter ego as much as it is this other thing living inside him that can kind of Right. You know, reach out and kind of take control of him. Can you compare him to Topher Grace? Huh? <laughs> what is that a reference to? Spider-Man 3. Oh. I didn't see it, so I don't know. Well, isn't that James Franco? No, James Franco was the, the goblin, the second goblin. Okay. Cause was, I never watched those Because Willem Dafoe was James Franco's dad, and then he just took over his dad's. His okay, dad's thing. right, yeah. And then Topher Grace was Venom. For some reason. In Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Man, I saw... I mean, that's with the one with... Uh, with the Sandman. With Venom. 
<laughs> the venom in the sand. Well, it's still got Toby, right? Yeah. That's the third one, and he's all emo. He's got the eyeliner and that weird scene where he's dancing around and stuff. I didn't see it, but yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I did see it, but I, I guess I don't remember anything from that. Is that when it was in theaters? A long time ago. So, no, you can't compare it to Topher I guess I can't, because <laughs> I don't really have any recollection of that. But uh, We'll say it's better. Yeah. But also, so I was a little surprised at how they introduced the conflict in this movie because I was expecting it's like, okay, Venom's the bad guy and then, I don't know, some other superheroes or something are fighting against him, but it's not that at all. It's more just the story of Venom coming to Earth and like kind of his interaction with Earth beings Mm. for the first time. But there are also, you know, other symbiotes that come and there's drama that happens between them. So, I don't know, it was unusual for a superhero or Marvel movie I don't know. I I mean, it's pretty average on the whole, I guess. There's nothing that really stuck out and struck me as like, oh, it's not a great movie or anything. But, you know, if you're just looking for a Marvel movie, it's entertaining. Don't expect too much from it. Just want to go be entertained. Sure, that'll, that'll do it. But I don't think it's anything anybody needs to go out and see. So what's your rating? So... I know you're stalling because you can't remember what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying last resort. That is, I don't want to put words no, in No, that is what I'm saying. I was going to say somewhere between there and... Uh, there is no between. <laughs> no in right. Between. So nothing in between, so we'll just go. Either watch resort. it before you die or don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't need... You can die before watching this. That's fine. It's a last resort. It's a last resort. But not quite bad enough to... Avoid it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the, what's that rating? Never. Never. Right. Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I saw A Star is Born, the new one, because there's been four at least. What? There's been four? Just four movies t- with that title? <clears throat> yes, but they're all kind of the same story. and Oh. First one's from three remakes. Are they actually remakes, or is it just similar stories with with the same title? That's what a remake is. I mean, that's like the definition. I mean, (laughs) that's like the definition of a remake. The stories are more than just similar. You know, they're all okay. Performers, like singers. Well, a remake has to be made with the original in mind, right? Yeah, that's why they have the same title. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty generic title. Well, let's go. Okay, let's go through it here. A Star is Born from 37, starring Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. Storyline A young woman comes to Hollywood with dreams of stardom, but achieves them only with the help of an alcoholic leading man whose best days are behind him. That's basically the new one. Okay. Uh, Star is Born from 54, Minnesota's own Julie G- Judy Garland. Oh, yeah? Uh, and James Mason. A film star helps a young young singer and actress find fame, even as age and alcoholism and his send his own career on a downward spiral. So that one doesn't count because it's about movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Star is Born from 76, starring Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. A has-been rock star falls in love with a young up-and-coming songstress. I haven't seen that one, but I'm guessing he's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a logical conclusion. And uh, Stars Born from 2018, starring 
Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, Sam Elliott. Is she credited as Lady Gaga? Yeah. Huh. Andrew so Dice. She rolls. Yeah. Andrew Dice Clay, uh, Rafi Gavron, Anthony Ramos, and Dave Chappelle. Because hmm. the Dice Man and Dave Chappelle? Yeah. Oh, man. You're going to have to see this movie in uh, the theaters. Uh, not in the theaters. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe later. Storyline. A musician helps a young singer find fame, even as age and alcoholism send his own career into a downward spiral. Cool. So, yeah, they're, they're all remakes. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like it. Um, this movie is also fantastic. Uh it's the best movie I've seen so far this year. It's just, award season is just getting started. So there's a lot of movies left to go, but Leader in the Clubhouse so far is A Star is Born for Me. Performances are incredible. Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, and Sam Elliott are all, they could all win an Oscar for this easily, I think. Um, Bradley Cooper, you know, directed it. Uh, he'll probably be nominated for that. Writing. The music is fantastic as well, both of them. And, you know, Lady Gaga especially, because she sings a little more than Bradley Cooper, but they both do a lot of singing and have a lot of their own songs and whatnot. I never knew Bradley Cooper sang for oh, this. Oh, he kind of just did for this movie, I guess. Weird. He's an actor yeah. playing a singer. So oh, I know. <laughs> He's never played a singer before, has he? Well, he directed this also, so. I think you get a little bit of an in with the casting director. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've never seen him sing before. That's kind of a surprise. Bit of a vanity project so, for himself. I believe that that would be accurate. But, you know, obviously it's a story that's been told many times in mm-hmm. um, different ways. Uh, this is you know expected to be a big awards contender for every major award. And would you say this is an inspirational drama sort of thing? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, it sounds a little depressing, actually. Yeah, there's there's, sounds... pl- there's plenty of comedy in it, comedy in it, but yeah, there's plenty of drama as yeah. well. Well, Not you got drama. the Dice Man and Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would think there'd be some funny stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering what sets it apart because I well, mean, I've seen from the three previous from, ones. So, well, no, I just mean from other from inspirational movies. movies. You know, like during the '90s, there were like that was a big thing you know these inspirational things where some underdog comes and you know does really great and yeah. somebody remember. coaches them and all that kind of thing would, could you name an example how can I reach these kids it <laughs> <laughs> would be an example although I don't agree uh, with you just saying the 90s I mean they still make those movies I don't every even year. think that one was from the I 90s guess. I think yeah. it was from 88 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That, that just seems like that movie was boring. You know, those, those movies, those kinds of movies have been done over and over and over again. So what sets mm-hmm. the, like what makes this one stand out so much? Oh, uh, the performances, the music. You know, it's all original music. Okay. Because Hollywood loves themselves a movie about Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And you know, it's not even so much Hollywood because it's it focuses it's pretty music, much yeah. mainly on the music industry. Although there is some cool real life stuff, like she goes to host Saturday Night Live. During his segment, so like they incorporate real life things and kind of make it more real. Does he help mm. her get on Spotify? <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> so what what kind of singer is she? Like, what kind of music does she do in the movie? Well, 
I don't know if that would ruin things either, but I mean, you could say Bradley Cooper, he's kind of a country and rock singer. Okay. I mean, he has different songs that are like, well, that one sounds more country, and then, well, that one sounds kind of more like rock, I guess. Yeah. You know? You could say just generally he's a, just a, a country western star, but... Sure. Um, and she sings similar music. Or she like you know likes his music. He's the you know he he's a massive star, kind of on the downslope of his career, but he's still a huge name. Yeah. And they meet, and you know he loves her voice, and they start touring together and singing, and so they kind of sing together for certain things, and then she, you know, then a star is actually born, and she does her own shit. <laughs> so he's nice when the title matches the <laughs> the story. <laughs> Well, I kind of made it that way, but <laughs> before there's a scene in the movie, and Bradley Cooper is watching her on stage, and he looks over his buddy, and goes, "Star is born." Tonight. <gasps> that's, the name, that's the name of the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> Backstage at SNL, check out this. This is like watching a star being born in front of her eyes. <laughs> they do that newspaper montage. You know, <laughs> star is born. <laughs> I bet some of the older ones have that in that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> mm. It's got a spin away from the camera. Got the old Citizen Kane newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with uh, Lady Gaga. I've seen Bradley Cooper and Sam Elliott do well in other things, but I haven't really seen Lady Gaga act, really. Mm-hmm. And she was terrific. So couldn't recommend it more. I'm going to rate it as soonish. Eventually. Not that one. It's not eventually. I said soonish. Soonish. There you go. It's kind of cool that uh, on a Lady Gaga I had a chance to kind of dabble in a different genre in this movie, it sounds like. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I obviously haven't heard any of these songs. You're, but you're a big fan of Lady Gaga? No, I just... I am. Uh, well, I worked for... What did you call her fans? They're like monsters? Oh, are you one of those? I'm, I guess <laughs> I'm a monster. I just heard a lot about her when she was... <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting big at the beginning of her career because I worked for yeah. Interscope, which is where uh-huh. she was kind of discovered. Like she worked for the record label, and then mm-hmm. when I heard some somebody heard her singing, like just walking through the halls, and was like, "Wow, she's got an amazing voice!" And they kind of developed her a bit. But uh, I remember hearing like there were some songs on her first album where she tried to go, like kind of tried to showcase her voice um, more in like a piano kind of singer-songwriter thing mm-hmm. uh, instead of, you know, the heavy, like, dance pop sort of thing that yeah. she's kind of known for. And those songs didn't really do as well as, you know, her other ones. Obviously, all her hits are r- very danceable. Didn't she do, like, three collabo albums with Tony Bennett? Did she? I don't know, maybe. At least one. Probably mm-hmm. a couple. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention after that <laughs> first album, but... This is a while ago. Tony Bennett's pretty fucking old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw a documentary about uh, Amy Winehouse. She she did a thing with Tony Bennett too. They mm. showed they showed the two of them in the studio. It was really interesting. I guess I could talk about that one. <laughs> oh. I wonder how many Amy. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I wonder how many really people lost the bet of who would die first out of that that room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the guy in his 80s or the girl in her 20s? Gallows humor at WTM. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, I'm not going to do a whole thing about that documentary, but I will say I didn't know a lot about Amy Winehouse before that, and that completely like changed my opinion of her. Yeah, like it really, especially that scene where she's in the studio with Tony Bennett, like shows like her artistry and how important that was to her. I heard they tried to make her go to rehab, but she said no, no, no. I think that's accurate. And <laughs> after the movie, you're like, she should have said <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Hindsight, 2020. <laughs> All right, Brett, what's the... I, I'm mad I missed a chance to do a born this way joke. <laughs> <laughs> a star is born this way? <laughs> well, she wasn't born that way. It would have been the joke. Anyways, my uh, my last movie here is from 2009. It's a uh, Pixar movie called Up. You heard about Up? <laughs> I've heard of it. No, I think I did see that one. Directed actually. by Peter Doctor and Bob Peterson, starring Ed Asner, Christopher Plummer, Jordan Nagai, Bob Peterson, uh, John Ratzenberg's in there. Uh, that's about the main cast. Uh, let's see. 78-year-old Carl Fredrickson travels to Paradise Falls in his home equipped with balloons, inadvertently taking a young stowaway. I had heard that this was a a really good movie, which uh, always kind of makes me nervous about watching those because they don't always pan out. Mm -hmm. Is it just because your expectations are heightened or what? Well, a lot of times with, with movies like this, uh, they try to appeal to such a broad audience and then they cover so many different genres within the movie that it kind of muddles everything up. And hmm. um, it, uh, to me, and it, it doesn't always uh, pan out as entertaining as some people think it is. Hmm. This one actually lived up to expectations. I was surprised. Uh, I had heard that the first, like 10 minutes is super depressing and it kind of is but after that uh they do a great job of you know getting you to care about the characters and invest in the story there's a lot of good humor a lot of good action it's a it's a fun story it's a quick it's only about 95 minutes so they keep the pace pretty quick whereas some other pixar movies they uh, you know, they tend to drag a little bit. Like, I saw Wally, and I almost turned it off because it was like they're just trying to show off what they could do with their animation, and like they forgot they were telling the story. Hmm. Um, this one doesn't do that. I was I was impressed at how much I liked it, so I will give it a soonish. Soonish, nice for up. Soonish. You never saw Coco, did you? No, hmm. not yet. I'd be curious what your opinion would be of that one. I think it's on Netflix. Is it? I think there's a handful of ones on Netflix that I wanted to see. Yeah, Moana's already on there, too. I kind of was curious about that. That one's been on for a while. Um, I think there were one or other, one or two other ones like that that I heard were good, but I haven't gotten around to. Hmm. But Up is worth it. Believe the hype. <laughs> From 2009. <laughs> is, that, is that what you said it was? 2009. Yeah, 2009. I still hear about it though. Like, I still yeah. see it, people talk about it on the internet and and stuff like that. So, did yeah. you cry five minutes in? There's some heavy <laughs> shit in that opening. Like, the, the the first part of the movie is 
Like there's a little scene when when Carl and his uh, future wife are kids, and then it's a montage of them growing older, and there's some heavy shit in there. <laughs> I'm like Jesus, this is a kids this movie. This is for kids. <laughs> like like they did not sugarcoat this at all. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, I mean it was, you know, once once you get into it, like it, you know, there's some sentimental shit in there, and you know, it they do a good job with making you care about the characters like i said but uh you know there's there's a lot of funny stuff um and it's it it's not just for kids like it's it's not um i don't want to say this but like like i said it, it, it appeals to a broad audience but it it's really really well done well who doesn't like squirrels Everyone does. The dogs are funny as shit. There, <laughs> there are dogs in there who have collars that let them uh, translates their, uh, you know, thoughts into uh, people words, <laughs> and it's funny as shit. Nice. Um, all right, I think that'll do it. We're gonna record a, a double episode, Sumble Party Massacre one and two, right after this. Uh, so be looking for that. Probably post it over the weekend sometime. We're still trying to think if we come up with another movie to do right before Halloween. So there might be one more horror movie coming your way. Other than that, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and or Stitcher. You can reach out to us. You at uh, you can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you lost my case.